This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for another episode of the RFR Rundown. That's right. That's where we're here in the fan cave. We run down all the biggest, the hottest stories in Raider Nation each and every week. So I've, the last couple of these rundowns, I've done these by myself because the, the fan cave has been vacant with Mosh working and swag off being a dad. So I had to send up the bat signal. I, there's no way I was going to do another RFR Rundown solo. And so I sent up the signal, and much to the delight of Rico and the Canary Islands, welcome back to Murph's Fan Cave for RFR Rundown, Cousin Sonny! Yeah! <laughs> Murph, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. Glad to have you back. I appreciate the bat signal going up. Appreciate you inviting me back. Uh, I had to break away from Foos Gone Wild on Instagram, Murph. It's the latest and greatest channel. Are you following Foos Gone Wild? I've, I've, I have. I've watched some Foos Gone Wild before. It's pretty damn funny. Dude, it's the best. It's the best. So, Murph, my question to you is how high your socks, bro? Oh, it's way past the calf, dude. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I go black socks. And people around here give me a hard time about that all the time. They're always yeah. like, you know, they're like, what's up with the tall socks? I'm like, taller the socks, downer the foo, man. I'm like, what's there up? There you go. There you go, Murph. You know it. <laughs> I have the socks down to the foo. There That's go, it, there man. Go. I got my dickies on still, man. I, I, you know, you take the California guy, put him in Tennessee, but I still got the California in me. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. man, I'm excited to be back. Excited to talk Raiders. And uh, yeah, man, appreciate the invite. Yeah, man, absolutely. Going to be a good time. And uh, did you hear Rico the other night? Did you hear him? Uh, his, his... Nah, what do you say? I got a surprise for you. I got a surprise for you. And at the end was just Will Compton. Come on. I was thinking Sonny was back in the studio. But anyway, I love you. Hey, Rico, I'm here, bro. I'm here. Maybe we should do a podcast. It'll be uh, Rico and Sonny oh, talking, talking women in Heineken's. Let's go. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. All right. So anyways, appreciate Rico there. So yeah, so so definitely uh, Rico's happy that Sonny is back. All right, Sonny, here we go. Awesome. You know, we got a lot of best friends in the world, and one of them is Big Lincoln Kennedy, right? We met him at the uh, at the Blitnikoff Foundation uh, dinner this past my year. My hand is still sore, Murph, from shaking his hand. Oh my gosh, what a monster of a man, right? And yes, so, uh, so uh, anyway, so Link has been a little active on Twitter here lately, and he kind of always is. He's a media guy nowadays. And so this is pretty cool. So I'm going to play a couple sound bites for you here. The first one is Link at Allegiant Stadium. Raider Nation, what's up with your boy? Professor Kennedy coming to you live from Allegiant Stadium. One day you guys are going to be here and see this and enjoy it like I am. But until then, keep your mind right, stay positive. One love, one nation, Raider Nation. Peace out. All right, now I played that because here's a question I have for you, Sonny. Pretty cool to see uh, see Link there at Allegiant, and but he mentioned there's not going to be any fans there, and so I want to ask you, what do you think about this notion that some teams are allowing fans like the Chiefs? They're going to have like eighteen thousand people at a game, and then some teams are saying no fans, like our Raiders. Don't you think that that's an unfair advantage? And what do you think about that? Shouldn't the NFL regulate this a little more strict? Well, the NFL is all about money, so I think they'll risk uh, people over 78 dying so they can have more money in their pockets, so to say. Uh, I don't think it's surprising that the Raiders were the first one. Of, I think they were the first team, right, to say no fans I, for the I, year? Uh, I think the Giants might have been first. I think the New okay. York teams, and then right after that was us, yeah. But, you know, we know the, the Raiders are all about social justice and all about doing the right thing. You know, they're, they're, a, they're an organization of the people, so to say, right? And so, so it doesn't surprise me they did that. Um, and I think like everybody with COVID, you know, what one business does is, is might be different from another business because nobody freaking knows what to do. Right. And so, so I respect it. I respect them airing on the side of caution. Um, I think it's, it's even more huge that the Raiders are doing it because this is the first freaking year in Vegas, you know, and, and, and talk about the decision, the, the weight of that decision to sit there and go. This is something we've been wanting to do forever. We've been wanting to get into a stadium. We want to get into a new stadium. We want to go to Vegas. We finally got it, and now we're going to pull the plug. You know, um, that that's a big boy decision by Mark Davis. And you know what? Mark Davis has been impressing me for the last year and a half, couple of years, man. I, I really respect him as an owner and what he stands for and the actions. Uh, everybody can say what they want to do, but it's all about the actions, and he's all about that action, Murph. Absolutely, man. Very well put. And and of course, and you're just all about Mark Davis because uh, speaking of best friends, I don't think I've yeah. ever seen a man gaze at another man the way that Mark Davis gazed at you. My other hand is still recovering from that <laughs> one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, shooter. All right. So uh, next up, we're gonna hear some more. <laughs> More from Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, he was on the Tiki and Tierney show. And uh, so I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but like Link kind of made a statement about he Derek. He went Carr. in. He went in. Yeah. He went in on Derek Carr, right? And so, and and I thought very fairly because he wasn't like, it wasn't yeah. a hater approach. It was just like a fair criticism that, look, the guy needs to win. Well, he went on the Tiki and Tierney show and he kind of clarified that. And it's uh, pretty cool. If Derek Carr is playing sloppy football for the first month, is he going to the bench? Well, see, here's the thing. Derek Carr hasn't really played sloppy football. That's Ma true. Mayock has said, you know, Mayock has said, look, he's, he's pleased with his performance. You know, Derek Carr has done exactly what Coach Gruden and this offensive staff asked him to do. They, got, they used the check down. They got a high completion rate mm -hmm. percentage. The only thing is that it hasn't translated into touchdowns or wins. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a mixed message when you say um, if he doesn't play better, uh, will he lose his job? He hasn't played poorly. 
Yeah. It's just that it has not translated to win. So, and what I mean by that is that when I say, you know, the, the team is his until he gives it, you also have to think of it as a business sense. Um, if the Raiders struggle this year, they struggle to win. There are a couple quarterbacks that might be coming out on the next level that they might be able to make, be in play for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as far as the franchise, or not franchise, the guaranteed money that's due to Derek Carr, this is the last year of it Yeah, on his big franchise deal. So mm-hmm. then business-wise, you might be able to move on if you're not happy with them. But I know they're going to give everything they can to Derek Carr to make it happen because, look, to me, Derek Carr is a quarterback that can make every throw. He's, he's charismatic. He's a good young man. Uh, the, the team likes him, supports him. This is a very young team. So you don't want to keep starting over, especially with a young nucleus like they have. you just got to put him in the right position. And in my opinion, this is the right position. There's yep. nothing else that you can ask for as a quarterback with a run game, an offensive line, and receivers. You know, Now it's up to you. Make it happen. Sonny, is the criticism of Derek Carr fair? And if he doesn't perform to, or or if the team, regardless of his play, if the team doesn't hit those winning standards, is he gone? I, that's a loaded question, Murph. It's a loaded question. Uh, when a flower doesn't bloom, do you fault the flower or do you fault the environment? Well, I watered it every day. That's that's what I'm saying, right? We, we gave it, we it, gave it, it lots it the, of. We, it's it was out in the sunshine. It's got fertilizer. It's got Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Like, how could it not throw touchdowns? <laughs> it has rookie sunshine, Murph. It has rookie sunshine. We don't know what the fertilizers are going to do. So, so I don't know, man. It, I, everybody says this is the year. We all know what's happened in the past. We all know the diving for the touchdowns. We all know everything that's happened. We all know he hasn't gotten over the mental hurdles yet of the injury and all that kind of jazz. Everybody says this is the year because he has these great receivers, but they're rookies. So, like, after this year, if they're just mediocre, are we all going to say, well, they were rookies. It's the next year we're going to look at and stuff like that, you know? You know, the one bright spot to Derek Carr is you can say the one thing that you can really put squarely on his shoulders, like what stat do you think you could honestly attribute to Derek Carr and and really Derek Carr alone? Like, of all of his stats – What's the stat he has the most control over? Turnovers. Touchdown interception ratio. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. win, wins is a team thing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right? right. Now you could argue the receiver made a hell of a play. The receiver didn't make the right cut. All right. Those are all like, you know, exceptions. Right. But overall, touchdown and interception ratio is the one thing we could say. All right. How does Derek Carr measure up against that? Career wise, it's pretty good. Yeah. Especially- he's 2.31 for his yeah. career. The leader is Aaron Rodgers at 4.33. Brady's at 3.02. Russell Wilson's at 3.34. Prescott's 2.69. Colin Kaepernick, 2.40. And then you got Breeze and Carr both at 2.31. So in all things considered, Derek Carr hasn't sucked. He just hasn't, like, got the job done. You know what I'm saying? He's like a six. He's not an ugly girl. He's just not the prettiest girl. (laughs) Now, can we get a prettier girl? I don't know. Have you seen Derek Carr's eyelashes? They're pretty freaking good. Yeah, Trevor Uh, Lawrence has some pretty styling hair, though, too, man. I I just don't know how high Derek Carr's socks are. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, man, it's interesting. It's an interesting discussion because there's, like like Link said, like he hasn't played bad. It just hasn't translated to points and wins. And so, you know, at what point do you have to – uh, you, you know, saddle him with the responsibility of making those around him better that, and have that equate to win. So I don't know, man, it's, it's a really interesting thing. It's, I, I think out of all the, you know, different quarterbacks that we have ever adorned the silver and black, this is like the biggest dichotomy of, of any quarterback, let alone, or just player in general.
general because yeah. there's not like any one thing where you can go that sucks because like you said there's a couple of like glaring plays obviously like throwing pick sixes to marcus peters mm-hmm. fumbling through the end zone like those those plays you can point to but as a total in totality of his career there's not like any one thing you can like lean in and be like he sucks like no he doesn't suck at anything he just doesn't well, win he- he sucks at the press conferences. I would say he sucks at press conferences. He sucks at telling telling things. He, he tries to be everybody's best friend. Like, like pick a lane, bro. You know, you always say pick a lane. And I was thinking, like, remember Tim Tebow's speech in, what was it, 2008, when they lost, like, Mississippi State early on in the season? And then he goes on that epic speech of, you will never see a player do this. You'll never see it. And he did it. And I think yeah. that's the problem with Carr, you know? is Carr says the right thing sometimes, but it's just like, come on, Flanders, like, like, go kick someone's ass, man. You know, it's like, let's go, bro. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Know? Right on. Well, hey, well, speaking of a guy that uh, that does what exactly what he says and has from day one, from the day that he landed in Alameda to, to you know, up to today in Las Vegas, has completely come through with every single thing that he said and claimed, and that is Mike Mayock. And uh, let's check in with Mike and hear him talk about the rookies. Had the chance to see the rookies up close and in person and in pads. What have been your first impressions of that rookie class, Jerome? Well, I, I thought today's practice was as competitive a practice as we as we've had this year. I thought John and the coaching staff did a great job. Gave them a couple days to rest their legs, a lot of walkthrough stuff, and today they came out with great energy from an evaluation. And so to Sean, really, what that means to me is today's as good a practice as we have to evaluate. I can't wait to get upstairs and see the tape. I mean, they competed their asses off, not just the one-on-one stuff, but on team. So uh, as far as particularly with our rookie class, I think they've, they've gotten a lot of pretty good press. I think they, a lot of people are kind of tapping them on the butt. And, and, and you know what? It's not time to anoint anybody yet. And this is what we talked about last year with Josh Jacobs and everybody else. It's just you got to earn it in this league, okay? And, and we don't have any preseason games to do it, which – kind of exaggerates the evaluation process for us. Um, so the snapshot of the rookies has been good, but that doesn't mean anything yet. You know, they, they got to compete on special teams. they got to get off press coverage in a real game. Uh, there, there's an awful long way to go before we anoint anybody in this rookie class. Sonny, which one of these guys are you most excited about? Who's our, I mean, obviously, Ruggs is the most explosive in terms of potential. That's why he's a first-round pick. But of these rookies and all these guys that Mayock's talking about, that we we got we to gotta wait and see what they do uh, on the field. Which one of these guys do you think is going to jump out? Which is, who's going to be you know, the, the superstar rookie of this 2020 class? I think it'll be Edwards. Brian Edwards, uh, the third-round pick. He, uh, he has the size, I think, that you need, and, and, and Ruggs is cool. Ruggs will draw a lot of attention, but I think we're going to see Edwards uh, kind of be the guy that we're all like, oh, 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 look, at, look, look what he did this week, you know? But it's tough because we're hearing a ton of good things about, about uh, Arnett. Uh, we're hearing how fast Ruggs is. There was that play uh, in training camp. I don't know if you saw it more. If we like turned around and made some crazy one-handed catch, you know yes. that Cooper would have gave up, gave up on seven yards earlier and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, so it's cool, you know. I, I dig it. But overall, if you look at the last couple of years, I love the way Mac drafts and stuff like that, you know. And he and he's taken a lot of wide receivers trying to get Carr the help that we always were saying he needed and stuff like that, you know. And you look at the growth of Mullen, you look at the growth of, uh, of Jacobs, you look at Max Crosby, literally the swole of Max Crosby, he has high socks. And then you you're, you're the the anticipation of Jonathan Abram coming back this year, like he was a headhunter last year, you know. And so the draft picks outside of Q's favorite guy are looking pretty good overall, you know. 
but but definitely after the uh, e to the r to the r to the e to the l to the l it ain't furl you mean that guy that guy right there that guy right there that guy right there <laughs> but yeah man i think edwards is gonna freaking i think he's gonna be fun to watch dude kind of like um remember Dwayne bow on that oh yes yes yeah you know I mean, he like he sucked in madden because the, the attributes don't don't go well in madden but like in real life the way he screened out, screened out cornerbacks and stuff like that to get the ball. I mean, he's, he's a big dude, man. So it'll be fun. Good call, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So speaking of these, uh, these, uh, wide receivers. So, uh, you know, we love the mic'd ups, man. We love to hear the mic'd ups and I got, I got two of them for you. So the first one is, uh, is Henry Ruggs. And this is funny, man. Cause I never, have you ever heard of Donald duck orange juice, Sonny? Nah, nah, I haven't either, but apparently it's Ruggs' favorite. You gotta try Donald Duck orange juice, Coach. Huh? Donald Duck orange juice. Tell you. Donald Duck orange juice. Donald Duck. Donald Change Duck. your life. Where you get it from? Dollar Tree. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. I'm going to Have Dollar Tree tomorrow. Good, man. That one you drop? Yeah. I think you just ain't jump high enough. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it like it like hit like right here. Hunter Hunter gave him a whole mixtape. <laughs> one on one. <laughs> look, no, no. I'm talking about after practice, not after practice. Hunter record. They recording Hunter releases. Hunter doing every release. I love that man. He's talking. He's making fun of Hunter Redbrook. <laughs> Give him a whole mixtape. Hey, and don't you know that like sooner, so very soon, I'm gonna have a Donald Duck orange juice container behind me. Got the you. fan can't do. Absolutely, Got man. Absolutely. All right. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it right now online. Like, Are you? Right yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a thing. Amazon. You me can't either. Yeah, Donald Duck orange. You know you got to get some for the kids, man. I would have drank it back in the day when I was experimenting with mushrooms. That's says the now drug and alcohol addictions counselor that's how you become one murph you have to do your field research first <laughs> all right so uh, so speaking of the wide receivers next up here we got a uh, hunter renfro i've been calling this guy the accountant because it's like that's all I, I that's all i could think of when i see him i just think of somebody that like you know would like help me with like my investment portfolio or something and not like a guy that would be out there running routes but anyway so here's a uh, hunter renfro i'm mic'd up today just letting you know. Yeah, see? At least she told you. <laughs> At least she told you, Nelly. What's so up, the anime thing going on? The what? The anime thing. What are you talking about, bro? Go! There it is. Good. Good. Wrong way, Henry. Here we go. We're going to score for them. Here we go. Looks like it's gonna be a hot one today. So you know how you usually ask me like for advice and all that, and like I'm a big brother to you. Yeah, you don't you tone it back a little bit today. <laughs> Gotta make it a great day. Gotta make it a great day. Gotta get better. Good job. There you go, Nelly. Oh yeah. We're going to slice thing after this. These pants are getting long. I think they get longer every day. <laughs> That's your... <laughs> Let's go. I'm already married. What did you get married? Uh, last year. 
I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm good looking, but she's actually from personality too. Good job. Freaking Hunter Refro, man. He's a freaking geek, but he's badass. I know, right? It's crazy. I love those things because I. The, hearing the speed and the violence this is just yeah. a practice you hear the yeah. violence of it man it's crazy yeah. man you know yeah. uh did you see the play where he he just freaking made prince akamura whatever his last name is just run 10 10 yards past him did you see that oh no did he break his ankles you didn't see that no i missed it okay go on twitter right now oh my god you gotta watch this oh my god type in hunter renfro oh. it's the first thing that pops up go right now okay i'm going right now all right, Twitter, uh, the first. So I'm searching Hunter Renfro on Twitter. Hunter, Renfro. you haven't seen this yet? No. Am I am I going to where? Am I going to his account or just searching? Just, just his go name? to Twitter, search Hunter Renfro. Oh, there we go. Okay, I'm watching. Oh damn! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Murph. Whoa, that's Murph. Yeah, like I know I know you just got engaged at all, but come on, keep up here, okay? So <laughs> Hunter Renfro. Juke this guy so bad. Whoa. This freaking thing went viral. It, 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 it people were covering it about his route running and stuff like that. It was all it was all over. Oh, and that's da- sick, dude. Yeah, and the Dabo Sweeney once said it. He, there's this quote about Dabo Sweeney. It came out today. Uh, he's not over. He's not an overly impressive person when you meet him. Like you know, come on, you know. Uh, <laughs> but when he puts on the helmet, he's Superman, you know. And you look at the big catches he had in college. I think he got a game winner over Alabama one year. Um, he got a game winner for us, you know, right, right in the corner of the end zone that one time from Carr. And so I like Hunter, man. He's he's cool. He's crafty. I, it, it, kind of, it just seems like if you're a white guy, you better be shifty because if you're not, you're shifty with two T's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, dude, I, I thought the same thing is that when we drafted Hunter Renfro, I'm like, every time I watch a freaking Clemson game, that dude was in the end zone. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? It yeah, was like, yeah, he was yeah. always catching big touchdowns in the biggest of games. And so exactly. it's like, that's the guy you want on your team, man. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, I'm going to hit a break here and then we'll jump into, uh, some talk about the defensive line. Hey Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, so let's check in with, uh, have you seen Rod Marinelli at these press conferences, Sonny? No. He's got like a bucket hat. He's got shades. He's got the neck gator. Like he looks like the leader of a crime syndicate, man. Like he's a freaking, it's awesome. But he's like the nicest guy in the planet. You know what I mean? He's like a super, super cool guy. But yeah, he looks like a total badass. But anyways, let's check in with Marinelli uh, talking about the additions to the defensive line. When I was in Dallas, I watched them on tape a ton. And you can see they got some young guys and it's got some nice talent and all those things. But uh, I think just getting back with Coach Gruden, I know what he's going to do. I know he's going to go get players. And uh, I, I just like the system he runs, and uh, I like the approach. I rock real good with the D-line. He's all working together, and we all honest with each other every day about the work we put in, and you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're not scared to call each other out, and we just, we're going to be demanding of each other, too. It just can't be coming from the coach. One thing, you know, they, they got good movement, good skill, okay? And we got nice length up there. And I, I, I think the football character is something I judge a lot. Football character, I think they really love it. And, uh, but at the end of the day, it's a show me game. I've always believed that. So we'll find out what we have when we open the season up. I like them, but it's still a show me game. I like it, but it's a show me game. Sonny, who's going to be the one that jumps out on the defensive line this year? I still like Maurice Hurst, bro. I, I think he's a bull. And I think 
if we get that guy, who's that guy out of Jacksonville we're looking at trying to get? Oh, uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we can get him to help with uh, Q's favorite guy, Crosby bulked up this year, so Crosby should should start demanding some attention. That's going to free up Hurst, I think, to continue uh, his progression and stuff like that. So I really like him. Colin seems like he has some potential and stuff like that, and so we'll see what happens. But I think my my if I had to bet money on it, Maurice Hurst is going to cause some damage this year. I'm with you, dude. I think Mo Hurst is is uh, is quietly going to become one of the better tackles in the league. And I didn't know this, and he's we're getting ready to hear from him. I'll just play this. Uh, I didn't realize this. Malik Collins just turned 25. Like him oh, really? and him young? and Mo Hurst are in the same. We're in the same class. Yeah, let's check in with Mo Hurst. Uh, we, we heard from Coach Marinelli and um, um, the rest of the coaching staff about you and and your relationship with Malik Collins and how you you have somebody to kind of bend the ear of. Talk a little bit about how you guys are getting on and uh, what you're learning from him and how you guys are uh, helping each other get better. Yeah, I mean he's been great. Um, you know, we're actually in the same class, but. Um, he's got, you know, two more years experience on me and, um, he's been in the system with Marinelli and it's been really helpful just to, you know, pick his brain and, you know, just, you know, day in and day out, um, our three technique, you know, runs our defense and, um, very crucial part of, you know, what we're trying to do. So, um, just having someone like that, um, you know, to compete with and, you know, push each other just to get better every day is, you know, something that. You know, not many teams have. So, Hi, Maurice. Uh, Levi Damien from USA Today. I'm just wondering if you have any uh, personal goals for uh, this coming season for yourself. I just want to win a, you know, win some games, win a Super Bowl, and um, you know, just compete. Um, you know, be one of the better teams in the league. And um, with our schedule, you know, we play, you know, some of the best teams this year. You know, the Saints and Chiefs and. Bucks and all those teams, and um, you know, we're in a tough division, and uh, you know it's just a really exciting time. And I think we got we got a lot better and a lot faster. And you know, I've been here since you know Coach Gruden got here, and just to see the transition um, from year to year um, has just been you know insane. There's your guy, dude. I thought that was pretty cool. They asked him what his personal goals were, what it, like personal whatever. I've whatever I'm paraphrasing. But then he says, win the Super Bowl, plays better as a team, compete against the best teams in the league. Like, how freaking cool is that, man? You love to hear a guy that's selfless like that, right? Yeah, he says all the right things. He's selfless. And uh, what the buck, though, Murph? Why do you say the Bucks are one of the better teams in the league? Just because they got Brady or what? Well, oh, dude, and they got receiver. Dude, they got the best wide receiving core in football, probably, man. They're scary, yeah, dude. We'll we'll They're see. scary. We'll Levante David back there, man. Like, they got some players, man. They got we'll some see players. what happens, we'll but see. but yeah, I I agree. I think that uh, I like I've always liked Hurst. I like that you know they got him. What they get him like third round or something like that, or he dropped the fifth round, wasn't it? It was Cause yeah, because he had the heart thing. Yeah, heart yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, unlike other guys we've drafted high with heart issues, Hurst is actually turning out to be okay. <laughs> All right. So speaking of guys that we've drafted uh, high with or without heart issues, well, they're not <laughs> without heart issues, but high. Physical uh, or actually internal heart issues like car? Which one? Come on, Devin. Oh, uh, no, this guy, uh, you know, was uh, was a little maligned uh, at a, coming out of LSU and uh, and fell to us and was kind of, you know, like everybody's kind of been waiting around. He was like, you know, Max Crosby drafted with the idea of like, okay, potentially he's going to turn into a really good player. 
Surprisingly enough, he ended up being a really good player in year one. Uh, we'll see how he evolves in year two. This guy has been around now for, what, three years, I think? This is the third season for, for Arden Key, and uh, we're still kind of waiting for him to come around. Now, that said, he, everybody says he looks good in practice, and everything we've said about Arden Key is, can he just, like, close that last bit of gap? Like, that mm -hmm. last 18 inches, you know, that last couple feet, you know, he seems like he's always grabbing at quarterbacks, but he never gets one to the ground. Anyway, so he's, he's looked pretty good so far in training camp. Let's check in with Arden Key. Arden, uh, Levi Damien from USA Today. I mean, obviously, this is your third training camp with the Raiders. Um, I, the first couple training camps, you looked really good in camp from, from um, media's perspective, at least mine. Um, but Mike Mayock said that this offseason was different for you. Um, how, how was this offseason different for you, would you say? A lot of self-reflecting on uh, this offseason, trying to get mentally right, uh, especially at the coming off of this uh, season in the injury uh, last year and had a pretty good solid two games before I uh, got hurt. Um, and it was just mostly mentally getting myself prepared for life and football itself. Hey, Lord, Mr. Sean Reed from The Athletic. Yeah, I know earlier um, this summer you know, we talked about the work that you were doing in Atlanta physically to prepare for this season, kind of getting back to your roots and what you did in high school. Have you felt a difference physically throughout camp so far? Oh yeah, definitely. For sure, for sure. Um, I feel a lot stronger. Uh, weight where it need where it need to be right now, um, and it's just been different different all throughout. Just the speed of the game has slowed down. Um, I'm, I'm, I know the defense, so I can play fast and just go. That was it to me right there, Sonny. The speed of the game is slowed down. That's what you hear rookies say all the time, right? When they come out of college, that like they have to get adjusted to the speed. Did it just take three years for Arden Key to get adjusted to the speed? We'll see. <clears throat> I mean, he, he regret. I don't know if he regressed because he only played seven games last year or something like that. Uh, was he hurt last year? I think not. I think they just rotated him out because I mean, okay. yeah. uh, maybe he did get hurt. I don't know. Uh, shame on me for not knowing that off the top of my head. But no, I think he just I mean, with the depth that we had at that <clears throat> position and especially with Max Crosby turning into who he did. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I just think yeah, it, he yeah. took the snaps. Yeah, because he, he didn't start any games last year. He only played in seven. Um, but, yeah, the slowing the down, uh, slowing of the, of, the, of the game down, I think is huge. And also, you know, I think I think it'd be hard. It's hard to learn a new system. And I think we, we give Derek Carr a lot of flack. But when you actually look at the actual aspects of it, learning new systems, I think, is, is tremendously hard. And like, any, uh, like anything involving muscle memory, learning how to do it is one thing. And then learning how, how like, you do it in the moment, you know, is, is kind of another thing and stuff. And so learning the system in which you do the high speed action in is kind of two things to learn there, you know, the technique and then the plays and stuff like that. And so, so now it's what year three under, uh, under Gunther. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, you know, now he, he should be able to start reacting with muscle memory with both his muscle memory of the actual play itself and then the actual physicality of it as well. And so, so we'll see here too. You know, I think a lot of these guys, it's, it's, Let's see what you got this year, you know. Let's see if you step it up. And this will be a make or break. This will be a contract year effectively for him too because, I mean, going into sure. the four, fourth year of his rookie deal, like this is going to determine whether you're going to get that good extension or not, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. All right, let's hit a break, and then we will, uh, we're will. we going to jump into some fun stuff. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cool. What's up, everyone? This is Maurice Hurst with the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Just win, baby. Thanks. Does that beat sound familiar, Sonny? Yeah, the, the snare is a little too loud. The hi-hats aren't really crisp. It sounds like it was like April 2020, so it's a little outdated, bro. But uh, if you want some more, we got some better ones. <laughs> Shout it out, man. Tell, tell, tell the listeners cool. about what you got cool. going on. Cool. Uh, I don't know. What do, you, what do you want me to say? Tell, me, tell us about the beats, man, because that's that's okay, Sonny's being modest. That's his beat. Sonny has had a, uh, a venture since he, he diversified from just doing uh, Raiders podcast, and he does a, a youth podcast about, about uh, working with youth and, and kind of in his uh, professional life. And then also, you've, you, you know, you came up as a musician, man. You were uh, into the hardcore scene and like and played a lot of heavy music and then branched into hip-hop and now you're you're like produce like not only beats for like your kids and stuff but like you're kind of your own like side project right go ahead keep talking about me Murph. Kind well of you, uh, you i tried <laughs> i gave you the platform you didn't say anything it's always better when somebody else talks about it <laughs> yeah yeah it's cool part of the counseling gig that i do with kids is uh we recognized early on a lot of these kids who needed therapy weren't going to therapy because therapy was kind of janky and stuff. You know, a lot of the therapists wore low socks. And so what we did is we kind of designed <laughs> some, some programs to really attract the kids that really needed some therapy uh, and really just like mentorship and stuff like that, you know, and just the positive male, male relationship and stuff like that in their life who was older. Um, so we designed a music program where we produce a lot of like beats and hip hop beats and trap beats and stuff like that. A lot of West Coast beats. A lot of these kids like up here in Oregon. And, um, and then we have the kids come in and we say, you can write, you can write whatever lyrics you want. But first, you got to write a song about your mom, or write a song about your dad, or write a song about, you know, coming up and stuff like that. And um, it's kind of cool. And so lately what I've been doing, Murph, um, kind of more on the therapist kind of psychological angle is I'll play him some beats like, man, I really, I really F with that one. You know, let me run, let me run on that one. So I'll have him, I'll have him freestyle on it and I'll say, say whatever you want. And then I'll give them like four or five beats in a row and they just, they'll just go off the dome. And it's a really good insight for me as a therapist into really like what they think about of their vocabulary. You can tell how many books they read or how many books they don't read because they rhyme the same thing over and over and stuff like that, you know, so it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so we're always making beats and involving beats and stuff like that. And uh, we're about ready. I'm about ready to launch in my own practice and kind of go out on my own and recently got nationally certified and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, congratulations, man. That's awesome, man. Doing the Lord's work, literally, man. That's good stuff there. So I appreciate that. After the Raiders, man. My dad beat that on my head early age. Early, you know, I mean, the Raiders are all about reaching out and giving back to the people, you know, they're a team of the people and stuff like that. So. Love that, man. Love that. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I appreciate that. Thank you for lending us the beat there no uh, for that, man. Good I, better, I expect some royalties. At some point. <laughs> yeah. Once we get picked up nationally, then yeah, <laughs> we're absolutely. All right. So, okay. This is fun. All right, so speaking of your dad, uh, the, the man that uh, not only uh, clearly brought you up in Raider Nation and taught you uh, everything or most of what you, uh, you know, what formed your Raider fandom growing up, but also me as well, along with my Uncle Murph. Uh, and so those guys were all about the legends of the Raiders, right? Like this was long before YouTube and the internets and the interwebs and all that. We had people like Uncle Mosh and Uncle Bruz and Uncle Murph telling us stories about the Raiders and the Raiders legends telling us stories of Villa Piano and Tatum and the, you know, all of the soul patrol and twos and Stabler, of course, snake, you know, all those, 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 those amazing stories about those guys. And they effect effectively became superheroes to us. Well, not only did 
the fans of the team back then, guys like our dads and uncles, not only were, were, were they uh, huge fans, but also John Gruden has this really cool connection with the past of the Raiders and really tries to bring it to the present. And, you know, the Raiders started doing alumni weekend a few years ago, bringing back former players uh, during the opening week of the of, uh, training camp. So this year with COVID, they weren't able to do that. But Gruden is still trying to connect the dots. And one of the things that he did that I thought was so cool, we talked about it on last week's show, or at least on the RFR Live show, about how Gruden assigned Raider legend jerseys to a lot of the players. And so, you know, we're talking, again, all the greats, you, uh, you know, Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen, Kenny Stabler, Cliff Branch, Fred Bolitnikoff, Dave Casper, Ray Chester, all those guys got assigned jerseys to the current players. Well, here we got some audio following up on that, and we're going to hear from Foster Moreau and then Alec Ingold on what their response was in wearing those jerseys. Coach just kind of told us yesterday that um, we're going to break out some of the old jerseys. You know, uh, Gru loves to bring back old players, you know, loves to keep the Raider tradition going. Um, and through that, today I got Raymond Chester, which was pretty cool. Um, we also had Darren and a Todd Christensen, and we had Witt in, uh, in the 87 Ghost. Um, but it was pretty cool, um, pretty cool to don those guys' jerseys. Uh, a little change of pace for us, um, and we had a pretty good day out there. He got Bo Jackson, Bo knows, so he, he was pretty pumped about that. I think he snuck his uh, jersey shirt out. I, I don't think he gave that one back. Uh, and I had Mark Vanagan, so um, another legendary fullback from the 70s. Uh, really cool to kind of get to exemplify what Raiders have been in the past and hopefully bring some of that legendary success uh, into the future. Isn't that cool, man? Don't you love it? Like, because the Raiders are all about history and, and mystique. And you know what I mean? Don't you love to see the, that past that we hear we came up with when we were kids now being connected to these guys that weren't even born, not even close to it. You weren't even born when a lot of these guys were playing, let alone these players, right? Well, well thank you, Murph. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> I am pretty young. <laughs> I mean, you're youngish. You know, not as, old, not as old as you, funny daddy. <laughs> no, you're uh, not. But hey, you're in the same decade as me now, though, Mister Forty. Only for a couple more years. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, because I, because you know, we all know fans are much more passionate about this than their players are. And players, a lot of them, it's a paycheck. You know, I'm sure it's cool for them and stuff like that. But you know, for the most part, they don't know who Raymond Chester is. You know, some of them do probably if they study the game a lot and stuff. So I think it's great that he does that. And was this the reason that Derek Carr was wearing a Stabler jersey in that yes. picture? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I had a little fun with that, Murph. I uh, Some guy on Twitter, I don't know who he was, but he posted a picture. Uh, he Photoshopped it, and it was Derek Carr in a, in a Russell jersey, oh, right? no. So Russell, you didn't see this on my Twitter? No, I saw it. I'm, I'm okay, selling yeah, it yeah, for yeah. the audience here. So, yeah. so, so I posted a picture. I, I put them together, and I forget the guy's name. I'll, I'll look for it and give him credit because I didn't make I didn't make come up with the Photoshop. But I put them together, and I said, who has Derek Carr resembled more in his time with the Raiders? Retreat for Russell or like for Stabler? And it was a two-pronged approach, Murph. I'm a psychologist. I can get away with this. If it got a lot of, like, retweets for Russell – then it was going to disrespect Derek Carr and that would motivate him by his own standards. Right. Cause right. he's motivated by disrespect. Yes. At the same time, it would also prove to him if more people liked it, that people liked him and, and to calm down and just play the game and stuff like that. So the end results were uh, 505 likes versus 67 retweets. 
So clearly, Raider Nation, at least on Twitter and the ones that it reached, I think it reached like 38,000 people or something like that. Uh, they all were in support of Derek Carr, so he should be he should be happy. He should be flattered. Good deal. Good deal. Yes. And he is certainly more Kenny Stabler than he is uh, uh, Jamarcus Russell. But I'll tell you something funny. We got an email uh, last week from a listener. Well, did it, didn't Russell beat Kansas City in Kansas City, though, Mark? Well, he sort of did. Yeah, okay, so, did Mar- so did Marcus on. Mariota twice. But one of, one of our listeners sent in, uh, an email, and basically we're saying like, well, hey, well, Kenny Stabler, you know, took him a long time to win a championship. And I don't remember anybody getting out of joint back then. And I don't remember anybody getting upset and not being patient for Kenny and all because there wasn't Twitter. Well, there wasn't Twitter, but Kenny was losing AFC championship games. Like Derek <laughs> Carr true. goes true. six that's and true. 10. That's a big that's difference, true. right? You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> and so he's, he, so he re- certainly resembles Kenny more, especially in the stats column and, and the, and I'm going to curse here in the giving a sh- column. He yeah. gives a, you know what I mean? He, he definitely fits in that mold. And that's where Jamarcus Russell fell apart was that he didn't give a shit. But, um, but anyways, I thought that was uh, really cool there to see the dots get connected uh, in terms it, 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 and clearly it's, it's fan service, but you know, I think it's important though for the players to know what the history is because the Raiders don't retire numbers. So when you wear the number 32 or you wear 24 or you wear 12, what does that mean? Like that carries a, where you wear 81, like it carries a, that's Warren Wells and Tim Brown. Like that carries so much meaning. And so, uh, so for these guys to, to connect those dots, it's important. And I'm going to, I'm going to risk busting this guy out for a little, uh, for a second, but just to illustrate the point because you made it and it's fair here in the fan cave, we got jerseys all over the place. Okay. And so Will Compton was here in the fan cave a few weeks ago. RIP. I know now a Titan. When he was leaving, he was looking around, he was taking pictures and stuff, and he, and he looked down, and he goes, oh, that's a really cool Howie Long jersey. And I said, thanks, man. And he goes, yeah. He goes, was he O-line? He goes, no, D-line, right? And I go, <laughs> I go, yeah, D-line. He goes, he goes that's oh. why you're not a Raider no more, <laughs> No, but he goes, he goes, but yeah, he goes, he goes, oh, his son, and then his son is Chris, right? He goes, I know Chris. And I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, okay. He goes, so yeah, so his old man was a Raider, and he played D-line. I go, yeah, and he was one of the best there was like ever that's why he's in the hall of fame but like but that's not compton being a you know what i'm saying like it's his job to play football it's not his job to be a raider fan that's yeah. our job to our be a job fan. is to be yeah exactly our dads were telling us at three years old go root for this guy they didn't have us working out and doing squats and benching 200 pounds by the time we we're in fourth grade shame on my dad for not letting <laughs> me do that but whatever right uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean i mean and that's what i'm saying so i think and especially to the Raiders, because there's something about being a Raiders fan, the mystique of the old. I don't know if it's just because that's the last time we won or if it's really the traditions and Al Davis and the history of it and stuff like that. But there's something special about being a Raider fan. Once a Raider, always a Raider, unless your name's Randy Moss or Warren Sapp. And so it's like the culture of the Raiders is super important. And I love that Gruden is doing that because other coaches, this might be a stop to their next gig or something like that. You know, Gruden came back to do this. He got a lot of money to do it, but he came back to do it because he loved football, but he also loved the Raiders and what the Raiders stood for. And so I love it. And I think, I think it should happen for every team and stuff like that, you know, yeah. but it doesn't, but yeah. I love that Gruden does that, man. Right on, right on. All right. So before we get out of here, I got a couple things for you. All right. Yeah. So with this, con- this conversation, we knew that Stabler or that Derek Carr was wearing Stabler. And we knew that, uh, Nathan Peterman was wearing LaMonica. So Swag Jeff asked me, he goes, well, who was 
Mariota wearing then? And I said, I don't know. I'm going to assume Plunkett. And he said, well, is it Plunkett or Gannon? And I said, well, I'm assuming it's Plunkett. But, and then that led into the conversation of the Raiders quarterback hierarchy. So here's my question to you. If Stabler is the all-time greatest Raider quarterback, Plunkett is probably number two, two-time Super Bowl winning champion, right? Who's three and four? Where do you put Gannon and LaMonica? Well, I was going to say LaMonica. I mean, okay, so LaMonica is your third because, like, I mean, Gannon won an NFL MVP. Both those guys played in a Super Bowl, both lost. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I thought it was an interest I, out of all the different Raider questions we've ever posed to ourselves. That was one I never landed on before. I'm like, well, who is the third and fourth best ever? Like, who do you think? Like, I mean, let's let's consult the list of starting Las Vegas Raiders quarterbacks of okay. history. Okay. All right. That's what the internet says. Okay. Uh, all right. Notables Derek Carr, Carson Palmer, <laughs> Jamarcus Russell, Jason Campbell, Rich Cannon, Kerry Collins, Andrew Walter, Hostetler was there for a minute. Host- he did okay. Well, you know what's funny, though? I heard from a few people that had Hostetler. Hostetler? Well, the, the LA Raider fan. LA Raider oh, yeah, fan yeah, yeah, loves yeah, Hostetler. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one. Now, for us, we don't put him there, but he's probably five, though. Uh, Jay Schroeder. You know, you know the joke about Jay Schrader? <laughs> yes, but please tell it. My dad told me this when I was like in fifth grade. Uh, what do you call a blonde who screws the whole football team? <laughs> what? Jay Schrader. <laughs> Jay Schrader. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Tom Marinovich. Uh, boy, he took a downturn. Dale Lamonca, Stabler, Plunkett. I don't, Flores was a quarterback, too. Can't forget about Flores. Uh, that's right. I, I got to put LaMonica. Because here's the other thing. Like, Gannon, to me, like, we had some good seasons with him. But like he, this was like his second stop. Didn't he come here after after the Vikings, right? And the Chiefs. Yeah. So it's like this was Gannon's swan song. Like Gannon, to me, he did have a good run, but it wasn't like he was like a Raider. You know what I'm saying? Like like Carl will go down as a Raider. I know Stabler went and played with the Saints. I think with the Oilers for a little bit, but Stabler's a Raider. Lamonica's a Raider. Um, Plunkett, he only played with us for like what three or four years or something like that. Yeah, and so. he was a freaking Patriot and a. Niner and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I would put LaMonica above Gannon. Um, Gannon was cool, but Gannon was like Montana and Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Like, like Brady and Tampa Bay. Like, when people talk about Gannon outside of Raider Nation, I think they attribute it more with the Vikings and the Raiders, so to say. You know, Uh, that's that's just me. It's a fair point, and I, 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 but you know what? And and when you think about it, like, who's more definitive as a Raider? I mean, the mad bomber, like it literally that That's Al exactly. Davis offense yeah. that, you yeah. know, go deep, baby. It it's all about touchdowns. Yeah. It all came yeah. from Daryl LaMonica. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah so I, I'd say LaMonica, arguably then considering that you could put him there. You could make an argument to make him number two, like, you know, ahead of, ahead of Plunkett, even though he doesn't have the Super Bowl, the postseason record. But I mean, considering that he literally defined Al Davis's offense, like that's. That's interesting. That's so, interesting. So LaMonica played in five postseasons for the Raiders. Stapler played in five as well. Plunkett played in four postseasons for the Raiders. Gannon played in three postseasons for the Raiders. Connor Cook played in one. Todd Marinovich <laughs> played in one. Jay Schroeder played in one. Uh, so, I mean, if you go by that, LaMonica had the Raiders winning for a lot of years, man. Yeah, man. Uh, they were running the AFL back in the day, man. Like, so that's. I, I'd, put, I'd put him ahead of Plunkett, and that's a great point you made, simply because. The Mad Bomber started the whole go deep, you know. Uh, I, I think LaMonica kind of started the culture. Stabler helped embed it and win it. Plunkett came by and cemented it, you could say, or whatever you want. Yeah, but, good point. Yeah, Good yeah. point. 
Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Good stuff. All right. So I got one more for you. All right. Also, so in that soundbite with Alec Ingold there, uh, he mentioned, he called him Mark Van Egan. I, and Van Egan is what we were always, the way we pronounced it growing up. Uh, Mark Van Egan. So, and Mark Van Egan was a fullback. And I made this comment to Swago uh, during the show that, because um, he didn't know who Mark Van Egan was. And I'm like, Mark Van Egan was the second. And I, and I didn't know it off the top of my head. I was guessing, but I'm like, I think he's the second all-time leading rusher for the Raiders. So don't look this up yet. Cause I know, I know you're, you're all, you're on the, you're on the buttons there. Don't look this up yet. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Cause this is really interesting. So when it comes to the Raiders, all time rushing leaders. Okay. okay. It's Marcus Allen is easy. Like we all know that's the guy he ran for 8,500 yards. Um, you know, 79 touchdowns. I mean, he, he's way above and beyond the, the, the rest on the list. But I was right. It is Mark Van Egan is number two. And he played fullback, and, and, and there's, a, there's a handful of other fullbacks on here. Uh, but Mark Van Egan, can you guess? I've got it right here. I've got the top 15, Sonny. And this is interesting, man. I've got the top 15 all-time rushers for the Raiders. Let's see how many of them you can grab off the top of your head. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, Bo Jackson. Correct. Bo Jackson is number 14. McFadden. McFadden is correct. He is number six. Clarence Davis. Clarence Davis is number nine. Good poll. Uh, Gardner. Chuck Gardner. Charlie Gardner is not on the list. I know. I know. I, I, I probably would have guessed that one, too. Uh, right, think that era that. though. Uh, There's another guy from that era on here. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go with uh, what about Fargus? Yes, number ten Fargus is on there. Fargus is on there. He's ten. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 Kaufman. Napoleon, Napoleon. Kaufman is number four. Correct. Yes. No, no, I'm running out here. Let's see. I know everybody's probably yelling at me. Pick this guy. No, uh, man. These are tough, dude. These are tough. What about? Michael Bush isn't on there, is he? Yes, he is. Number 15. Is he really? Yes. Can you believe he, that? Dude, he, he played. Seem like he can run fast enough to get on this list. He had three. He played for three years, had 2,600 yards and 21 touchdowns, dude. Okay. Is that kind of sad that a guy can run three years and make the list? Well, what's sad is that him and Darren McFadden could have made up one of the all-time greatest backfields in the history of True. football and didn't. They're really good Madden. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Lynch probably wasn't here long enough to be on the list. Nope. Uh, okay. You said one, one other guy from that era. Yeah. There's one from, from, uh, he played from 99 to 04. Oh, Michigan. Wheatley. There you go. Wheatley. There you go. Yeah. 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 Tyrone Wheatley. Yep. yep. 47. Yeah. Okay. He's number eight on the list. And then the rest uh, of them are pretty tough. Now you got to go in the way back machine. There's one that's kind of like, I always just remember cause because your dad used to talk about him all the time. So that was that was one of those guys. But the rest of them are pretty tough. There's one that was a really big surprise because he came from the Chiefs to play for the Raiders. And he ended up... What's the one my dad always talked about? Pete Banizak. Rooster Banizak. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so old Rooster Banizak is on the list. Yeah. Now, you've, you've missed number three, which is... That was a tough one, though, man. But number three. So it's Marcus Allen, Mark Van Egan, and then this guy. And he was like the running back with LaMonica. There was that oh, and oh, Warren oh, Wells, oh. like back in those days. Uh, his last name started with a D, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, get it. 
Get it. Clem. Yes. Was it Clem? <laughs> Clem Daniels. Clem Daniels. Nice. Nice. I haven't thought of that guy in freaking 20 years. I know, right? All right, so then I'll round you out. He's number some... three. How He's... long did he play the Raiders for? 1961 to 1967. He ran for 5,103 yards and 30 touchdowns. Crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he bought, and he had, he's second on the list for most yards per game. Marcus Allen has 58.9. Clem Daniels has 58.7. Like, Clem, wow. Clem Daniels was a wow. baller, dude. Wow. So, uh, all right. So, Clem Daniels where's, there. Where's Jackson on the list? Bo Jackson's number 14. Okay. And then Hewitt Dixon, who played from 66 to 70, is number 13. Harvey Williams, who came over from Kansas City, uh, is oh, number 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. Charlie yeah. Smith from 68 to 74. So, the early, early stabler days, 68 to 74. He's at 11. Then uh, I think that's it. Oh, and then Marv Hubbard. Marv Hubbard, 69 to 75, played fullback. And uh, he's number fifth on the list, though. Marv Hubbard ran for 4,394 yards and 53 touchdowns. Oh, I forgot about Hubbard. Yeah, man. Yeah, so good stuff. There. You did good, dude. I, I always think in, in that genre, uh, I was thinking Van Egan for some reason. That was the guy kind of with Stabler and stuff like that. Well, he was the main guy, and he was there the whole – he was 74 to 81. So he okay. was there for the whole run, dude. So yeah, Van Hubbard, Hubbard was there that time though too, right? Uh, no, he bled over, so he was sixty nine to seventy five, and he was a fullback, so okay. he was kind of in there in the in the uh, the earlier like he caught the tail end. Like but we, Van Egan, Van Egan was a fullback too, though, wasn't he? Van Egan was a fullback too because they used to play him different back in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So was Fargus. Fargus Clarence Davis was the running back for Van Egan, right? Uh, yeah. Well, no, he was there before. So sixty one, Clem Daniels was the first guy. So 61. No, 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 no. Uh, Clarence Davis. Clarence Davis was the running back. And oh, then was yes, the yes, yes. Right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, 71 yeah, to yeah. 78. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, Clarence yeah, yeah. Davis and, and Mark Van Egan was your backfield for many, many years. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Madden, dude. Madden. Nine, like what? 1996 or 97 Madden playing the old school Raiders 76. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. That, was, that was the best thing ever. Those, those are, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I <laughs> almost got my dad to play video games. <laughs> You're like, hey, you can play these old guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bet he watched you play them, though. Oh, I remember one time I was playing. He goes, why don't you take Tatum and why don't you take Tatum and bring him down and linebacker and have, have him be a linebacker? I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was like, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the sound effects killed me. True, true story. True story. Field uh, research, Murph. Field research. Field research. There you go. There you go. All right, man. Well, good stuff. Hey, well, Cousin Sonny, thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, yeah, for the RFR rundown, dude, it's been too long since we did a Raiders show together, man. It's been this, fun, uh, fun. This feels like Dorothy finally made it home, bro. I know, right? So, uh, so you're gonna uh, you're gonna help us out with these uh, a little bit more often going forward, though, aren't you? Yes, sir. I think we have it every two weeks in my Google Calendar right now. All uh, right, every two perfect. weeks and Fridays and stuff like that. Perfect. And I think Murph, we might we might bless them with my face too, right? Every every can come in two weeks. Yeah. So I think what we can do is over the next, you know, probably next week or next, not, or excuse me, next two weeks. Yeah, we'll do these things live, man. We'll we'll throw them up on the YouTube. We'll throw them up on the Facebook page. Uh, yeah, man, it should be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, that'd be tight. That'd be tight. Thanks for having me, man. That was fun. Absolutely, man. Well, welcome back anytime, of course. And I appreciate all of you that have joined us here tonight. Please check us out on the, uh, the YouTubes at youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. That is M-U-R-F-S Fan Cave. You can find us on any podcast service that you listen to. That is Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just do us a favor. Hit the subscribe. Hit the likes. Share it with your friends. All of your Raider fans, and you know more Raider fans, tell them about Raider Fan Radio. Tell them about the RFR Rundown if you like what you heard here tonight. And we appreciate you uh, joining us each and every week for the Rundown. And we will see you next week. And then Cousin Sonny will see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.